Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 94 with a few media dramas this week and a whole host of questions from one of our listeners. There's loads to be chatting about. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, welcome back uh, again. Um, slightly, well, the plan was to be a slightly shorter episode this week, uh, as there's there's been a few quite key things to discuss, but um, but uh, but a, a, a relatively limited selection. However, we have had a brilliant email through from one of our listeners uh, posing a number of questions. So we're going to start off by having a look at what he has to say and uh, seeing what we can do to answer some of those questions. But of course, before we do anything, uh, I'm joined by Dan. Hi, mate. Hello, mate. I thought you were going to forget to uh, no, get never, to introduce me. Could never do that. You'd never do that, would you? No. Um, how are you doing? Are you ready? Ready? For, we've got a big week ahead, guys. We've got a, our best mates getting married at the weekend, so we've got a, a big week. Big week. Big week of um, well, getting pissed, I guess. Yeah. Well, that that would be the usual uh, course of action for for a wedding, I think. And uh, you know, who who are we to to change things up? Who are we to, to... agreed? you know ignore what is expected of us but before that happens we've got this to deal with so uh, yeah i'm going to start by reading this email out it's from joe reed um who has he's been in touch before and he may well be the guy uh that posed the cipriani farrell ford question to us do you remember we couldn't remember who it was um yeah. so i think maybe this email is also just to let us know it was me guys uh anyway he says another great episode this is in response to our last one another great episode uh, I'd say your tactics are working quite well, to be honest. Almost dreading the wait for the next one. I presume by that he means, uh, you know, he, he playing wants... hard to get. Yeah, exactly. Our, our playing hard to get thing is working. Uh, he says there's a BT Sport clip on YouTube of Alex Good, and the pronunciation of his name comes up at the start. It's Good, not Good, like Andy Good. I can already tell this guy is smart because that's back <laughs> in what he I agrees said. With you. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, Joe has discovered the correct pronunciation for us, for those of us that didn't trust Dan. Um, and sadly, he was right. Um, okay, he then goes on to say, uh, if you had to choose between Dan Robson and Ben Spencer to start a match in the nine shirt, who would you choose and why? Premiership form, experience in test rugby, not that either has much, etc. Um, so are we, are we going to deal with them question by question? I think so, because there's not really a flow. So it might be easier just to take them one at a time and, and to kind of respond as we're going through. So, I mean, for uh, me, that I, one is, even though we've only seen Ben Spencer in England shirt, it's Dan Robson. Yeah, same same for me. I, I just find, I think he's got, uh, I think he's a bit more dangerous. Attacking-wise, he's a bit more dangerous. And also, because for me, I've got uh, Sips at 10, um, obviously him and Dan Robson, played together yeah um, and I think as well in you know Ben Spencer not that he played badly by any stretch but you know down in in South Africa first kind of proper outing in an England shirt nothing spectacular and Dan Robson's still an unknown so it's you know if you're going to play one of the two of them you you want someone who's going to have an impact on the game and we've seen what Ben Spencer can do and it wasn't spectacular that that sounds like I'm so you know that sounds really bad but it, it, you know that's my opinion Whereas I think, I, I still think that Dan Robson would have been a better choice back then. Uh, so until I see otherwise, it's Dan Robson for me. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I think we were corrected at one point about Ben Spencer. I think we were like, this guy doesn't even play for Saracens. And some yeah, guy yeah. emailed us in saying, actually, he actually, was yeah. one of the top had, point scorers or something. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but, so on, um, pa- on paper, great player. Uh, but, you know, just just not having the impact for England on that tour. Like a lot of players, you know, he's certainly not the only one. I'm not, uh, I'm not kind of trying to single him out, but... Um, it's often in the way, isn't it? We, did, we didn't see Dan Robertson in an England shirt, despite knowing that he's a great player. Therefore, you you just assume he's kind of you know you assume he's going to be great until he proves to you otherwise. And I hope he doesn't prove us otherwise. And I hope he does get an opportunity. And turns out that he is great. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But um, you know, with 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 Danny Care not included at the moment and not really knowing what where Eddie's head is at with regards to that, uh, it, it will probably turn to one of these two to be the replacement. I just hope that Dan Robson gets his shot. Uh, yeah, yeah, me too. I, I think Danny Hare's going to come back in. But I hope so. Yeah, I think the England rugby pod take is we'd like to see uh, Dan Robson. Correct. Right, next question. Uh, he says, I think I posed this question on Twitter. I don't really remember. It was a while ago, I reckon. He remembers. He knows. Uh, in regards to <laughs> Sips versus Ford, what's your, op- uh, your opinion on the 10-12 combination of Cipriani-Farrell versus Ford-Farrell? Uh, and specifically, is there any weight uh, in the suggestion that Ford Farrell is a closer partnership? And uh, is that necessarily always a good thing? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we have briefly covered this. So we won't go into too much depth. So actually, what I'll say, yes, I do think there's weight because Ford Farrell definitely is a closer partnership, be it personally and um, sort of knowing each other playing together. Um, but I still go... Uh, Cipriani and Farrell for reasons I've said before just I'm looking at Cipriani and Ford as two individual players I think Cipriani's at the moment a slightly better player overall like all round game I'm backing Cipriani slightly more than I'm backing Ford and I think Owen Farrell and and Ford and Cipriani are all good enough players to make the partnership work together but part of that question I really like is is it necessarily a good thing playing together? That's actually a really good point because, and I have no examples about this art, so my, my point's less good, but it, it is a good point because it, can it become too insular if you've got two people who play together know each other so well? You know, there's still another 13 people on the pitch. I, I think, hang on, before, think but before you go on though, let's, let's bear in mind, you know, all this chat about um, Ford Farrell and, the, and their close partnership. That close partnership exists at international level only. And in the past, they don't play for the same club. You know, they're not playing together week in, week out. They, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I know that they did all their schoolboy stuff together, but that's a long time ago. You know, that's not that's that's not really that doesn't really have any bearing on what they're doing today. You know, they in my opinion, they they only play together for well, not in my opinion, it's a fact. They only play together for England. Um, and so, yeah, they've got experience of playing together, but I don't I don't see it as a partnership that that's you know, is that much stronger than any other, you know, any other partnership out there. Um, I, I think a lot of weight slightly put on something that doesn't that. have any bearing anymore. I slightly disagree with that because I, I think if you sort of, mate, as we know, when you grow up like with mates and you've just got that understanding of each other, they played, you know, they played sort of under 20s together. I think, I, I think there definitely is something there. I, I agree with what you say, as but in that, it's but, not. Yeah, uh, but that's like you. Yeah, that's like you and me, you know, might have played for years together yeah. and therefore playing at uni, um, we, we might have had a better understanding of how and, each other and, works. And, 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 and we absolutely bossed it. So, and and for know. them, 
you know, for them coming coming out of schoolboy and playing through the various levels and the very, you know, presumably the same clubs and stuff coming up the ranks. Of course, they had that understanding together, but the game is so different at the top level to what it is back then. You know, even the jump yeah. from if you're playing first team at university and then the jump to playing first team for your local club. You know, to, to playing professional at the very top, it's so different. The the amount of training these guys these guys are doing, and it's a professional job, it's full time. I just think that anything that they will have had in their teens, ninety percent of it will have been drilled out of them. Um, yeah, so, so no, I, I do I, think that's a fair point. I, I, I don't do think, think there I don't is think something that, there. Yeah, well, okay. They, we're we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one because whilst I, I, this is I not this is not might. me suggesting that they don't work together, I think they do. But I think what they do together and what the why and why it works is because they train together for England and have done for the, for a number of years now. Um, well, what you're basically saying is they hate each other, but you know. Well, no, but I, just, yeah. but I genuinely believe that you know Cipriani coming in doesn't disrupt anything. Um, that you know, there is no kind of you know these two know each other. You know, there's a, a telepathic communication thing going on where they just understand each other in a way that no one else can. I don't believe that's true. I don't believe they play enough together for that to be the case. Um, Fair enough. But we we shall see. Uh, we, we're fairly confident that Eddie has a bit of a thing for George Ford and wants an excuse to keep him on board. But also Eddie wants to win. So Cipriani hasn't had a lot of opportunity. Obviously, we're going to come into it later on. Recent events. We don't know what impact they might have. He's a naughty boy. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, that, that door is definitely still wide open. So we shall see. Anyway, let's move on because we said we weren't going to spend much time on that one. Um <laughs> Right, so this is in reference, if you recall, Dan, to you single-handedly discovering the the cure, if you like, to the RFU's financial difficulties uh, in changing the colour of the text on their website. He says, loving the text colour suggestions. Not sure that's all the problems will be solved by changing colour. He says, unless we change the England kit to completely black. Ooh. Then he goes on to say he's kidding. Good. Uh, I, have a, I have complete faith that England can win the World Cup and beat the All Blacks on the way. That's what we like to hear. Uh, no question there, just uh, unless you want to respond. Well, the, the, the fact the fact that he has said that changing it to black won't solve all the RFU's problems shows that he's probably done a day's work in his life and he understands business well better than I do. So, uh, touche. It's very true, very true. Okay, he says, if Dan and Eddie, and I presume he means you... Uh, ever meet up on the weekend uh, when they're keeping busy, uh, in, in, in inverted commas, can he please ask Eddie what's going on? Uh, not, I'm not sure I know specifically what he means, just generally what's going on. I, I remember this was in reference to uh, some, some weekend activities that I may have suggested that I get up to. Um, and the answer is yes, I, I absolutely will. Ne- next time I see Eddie on in our, uh, in our group, in our... Um, youth club group, we will not youth club. That's weird. Uh, in our sort of self help group, then uh, I will definitely ask what's going on, and I, and I will 100% feedback. Brilliant. Well, I still have no idea what you're talking about, but it sounds awesome. Uh, okay, <laughs> more more seriously, he says. We're going to be turning serious now on the subject of the captaincy. I'm glad Hartley's back, uh, but I still believe that if Farrell could get more time to work on it, time that we admittedly don't have right now, uh, he could be a great captain. Do you ever see that happening? Or are you firmly set on Hartley and then Launchbury with Farrell, as you've said, having too much to do already? That's a good question. Probably a better one for you, because I've been quite vocal about my thoughts on this already, but uh, you've been a bit more open to different options. 
What do you think? So I'm open to different options. So I think Farrell could be a brilliant captain. I, I am in your camp at the moment, Noakas. I I just think right now Farrell's got a lot to do. And I think when the team, perhaps if the team becomes more settled mm. and there's more of a leadership group that becomes apparent, because at the moment I don't know that there's an apparent leadership group within that team. No. Because, you know, be it senior players being injured or new people coming in, taking senior players' positions. I just don't think it's the right time for Farrell. But I think at some point Farrell could be a great England captain. Yeah, don't get me wrong. But not in, now in, me. in my opinion, Farrell is a leader, um, and, yeah. and I'm not suggesting that he that he shouldn't be seen that way. Uh, I just don't think he should be kind of the leader. You know, uh, you look back to when he first went on tour with the Lions. You know, as a relative unknown by by current standards, um, you know he was he was immediately recognised as a leader then and respected as a leader then, um, despite being the kid in the corner just because people saw the passion that he has for the game and his understanding of it. Uh, and that's great. And I think England need that from him. But I think his issue, or not his issue, but the problem England have with having him as the captain is all of the additional sort of decision-making th- that has to go on outside of of just the game, the kind of the playing of the game in the moment, knowing when to, you know, I, I don't know, maybe I'm not making a lot of sense, but... I just I feel like I, I, I get what you're saying. I feel like it's better to say to say do you know what you do things a certain way and you do them very well get you just do them we'll, we'll let someone else worry about all the other stuff. The the um, only just to counter that I I'm actually I actually agree with you but just to play devil's advocate the only thing I'd say is where where Dylan Hartley is capable of this whoever is captain has to be a strong captain like Dylan Hartley is yeah. because otherwise there is a problem. There is an issue that they could get overshadowed by Farrell because Farrell is such a leader. Yeah. And I think but, as well as, um, the, as the kicker, I, I, I don't think that the kicker should be the captain. Um, it's slightly random, but I just think that particularly in big games, vital decisions need to be made as the kicker. You want the captain to tell you, go for it. You want to be able to say to the captain, yeah. "That's in my range." Now you decide. I feel yeah. like I feel like Farrell uh, in South Africa made a number of decisions that we all went, "What are you doing? Why aren't you kicking for the posts?" And I genuinely believe that part of the reason he didn't kick for the posts was because he didn't want to take responsibility for. And not this isn't a, a negative towards him. I think he was doing this for the team, but he didn't want to say, "It's all right, guys, I've got this," and then miss, and then be kind of solely responsible in his head for letting the side down. Whereas I think if Dylan Hartley had been there to say, Owen, I want you to kick it, he'd have stepped up and slotted three points. So it just it's that extra thing to consider for him is, do I take this kick or do I decide that the team's going to attack from the corner? I just think it, yeah. it's life's, it, life's better for him when someone else is saying to him, Owen, is that in your range? Yes, it is. Take it. Or, yeah, Owen, I, I don't want you to go for it. We're attacking, hit it in the corner. And he just says, you know, yes, boss, and gets on and does it. Yeah, so, I mean, I agree with that to an extent. I don't think he was worried necessarily about the, oh, I'll let people down. I think he's got Maybe not consciously. But I, but I think he might have been worried about, am I am I sort of undermining people? Mate? I, mate, that's we kind of what, so that's kind of what I mean. Yeah. It's almost like, yeah. you know, if I take this kick, do, do, the, do the guys behind me, are they raring to kind of go and put one over for a try? And am I taking am I taking that away from fourteen other guys and putting it all so, on my shoulders? And I don't want to be seen to be the guy that's trying to do it all himself. And you know, just if all these things are psychologically in the back of your mind, it might lead to a decision that perhaps isn't the right one. So I I, I do agree with that, and I agree there's something to be said about having someone else saying, "Owen, 
get his three points now. Yeah, and he's also and one of our he's also them. one of our only other leaders. So I would rather hit, have him out there as one of the team leaders. And I think still, that's a really good point. And have the captain rather than taking kind of the one guy that we've got and, and giving him all the, all the responsibility. Because there will be people that will step up to the captaincy. Like you say, Launchbury, you may not necessarily see him as a leader, but I think he's the sort of person where if you gave him the, the armband, he would step up. I think there are other guys like him who would do the same you know, under those circumstances. So it doesn't matter because for me, Hartley's the guy to do it. That, I think that's been, been shown. We'll see what happens in the autumn, but that's what I suspect we'll see anyway. So um, yeah, I think in answer to that question, yes, Farrell could do it, but... We both believe that he's stronger for England as a leader, not captain. Holy shit, these are good questions, aren't they? They're not bad. They're not bad. Fine. So yeah. the, the last one, he says, if you had to choose two wingers to start a test match against the All Blacks, and he said before the Premiership even kicks off, but that would have been before we got around to the recording. So now, like tomorrow. Our Premiership hasn't started yet. Starts this weekend, I believe. Uh, correct. We can do it, exactly as he read it. Forget what I said, people. If you had to choose two wingers to start a test match against the All Blacks before the Premiership even kicks off, who would you choose? I'm going May Ashton. Yep. I mean, yeah, that's the team that we picked, both of us. Well, no, we didn't, actually. I didn't, did I? What did I have? I had... I can't remember remember who you went. I I think you might have gone daily. I think I I did go daily. I think I did go daily, but then who did I have at fullback? Probably Watson or Noel, and neither one's available. So, oh, no, or, yeah. or Goo. I, I think we'll take away the, the availability side. I had Goo at fullback. It's good, um, man. It's not good. It's good. Oh fuck me! Yeah. <laughs> well, well, well done, you. Uh, thank you. Um, um, yeah, but 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 yeah. In I mean, yeah, availability probably needs to be taken out of the equation because that's one of the other things we're going to talk about uh, where Chris Ashton is concerned. So if we yeah, were playing um, tomorrow, that would be a problem. But um, if, it, if everyone was available right now, and saying availability, everyone's available, but they have had the injuries, so we're basing it upon who's played in the tools and things. I personally would go May Ashton as my starting wheels. Yeah, I think that's probably the right shout. I think you can't look past what Ashton did uh, in France last year. May <laughs> is without question the form English winger at the moment. Um, you know, he was probably one of the few guys that went out to South, to South Africa and really dominated his position. Uh, so yeah, I think I think I would agree with you. But it is an interesting one because you know, like you say, if we're saying that everyone's fit and available, you've got Noel, you've got Daly, you've got Watson, uh, you've got Mike Brown, depending on what route you want to go down. Um, not that I would go down that route particularly. Um, and then there's also a whole load of others. You, you know, so there's a lot. There's a lot of wingers. Kind of on the fringes, yeah. And even, even <clears> the ones that you lot... think would be kind of set, you know, that's that's there's going to be some disappointment in the autumn and Mate, going forward. We've got some awesome wings. Even if you look at, and I know these people aren't really. You look at like Denny Solomona, even Rocco Dagoni is playing well. Christian Wade. You look yeah. at Nathan Earl, Cockney. Jesus Christ, we've got a yeah, lot going. of wingers. Yeah, so there's a lot. Also, there's a lot of guys that you could choose from, but. Um, yeah, maybe it's a bit boring. Maybe he was hoping that we were going to pick some that haven't really had a shot. But no, I think experience and form. You're looking at you're looking at May for sure. And I, yeah, like I said, I don't. I, I think co- jo- Johnny May is a definite. I, I can't I, really I, look past what Ashton did last year. Um, yeah. yeah, and he's got it. You know, he he has experience playing for England. 
you know, it's not like he's a complete a complete newbie. He's it's just another comeback kid, isn't he? So I think that's the right yeah. call. So yeah, that that would be our choices. Um, so yeah, Joe finishes up just by saying thanks and keep up the enthusiasm and banter. Uh, no, Joe, thank you for your questions. Uh, that was good. That keep was good keep them coming. And guys, hopefully this is a good example to all of you. Send us in your questions and we will debate them till the cows come home. Where have they gone? I don't know, mate. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> okay. but, but yeah, so so that was obviously great to get from Joe. We really appreciate that. Uh, and yeah, as I say, keep those sorts of things coming and we will continue to discuss. Um, so what else? Just before, so Just finally then, before we... Before we move on to our two big stories for the week or the last few weeks, um, one more review. This is uh, from BD Barry. Five stars. Love the pod. He says, so where do I begin? Start off with that fella that keeps on giving the bad reviews. Great. Who doesn't love a bit of banter? Second of all, you two are great lads. You both say you don't know much about rugby and it's true. Hmm. Uh, you, you don't, but you're here to give out knowledge. Well, how are we giving out knowledge and inform others? And how are we informing others? <laughs> anyway, which you both do great. Honestly, every Thursday while I'm fitting kitchens, I listen to the England Rugby Pod and, it's, and it brightens my day. Uh, got my Welsh girlfriend to start listening as well. What a bonus. Keep it coming, lads. What? Hope to hear my review. Sorry, sorry, finish reading. Hope to hear my review on the next episode. There you go. Uh, much love, BD Barry. B.D. Barry, first, firstly, that's uh, awesome. Thanks very much for you. He got his Welsh girlfriend to start listening. B.D. Barry, I need tip from you about... Having a girlfriend? About being, being a boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, about, yeah, about sort of not pissing off women. Mate, that's that's awesome work. That is awesome God, work. this guy's my hero. Um, but, mate, thanks a lot for review. Really enjoy that. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think it's a fairly fair review as well. Yeah, I think probably... I just, uh, I just, I'm bitter that he's called us on our on our knowledge. I think I want someone to, to to write a review and just lie and just say you guys literally know more about rugby than anyone I've ever listened to before. <laughs> you, you make Bod look like an amateur. Exactly. Um, exactly. Maybe the next but, time we'll say that. Hey, well, we never pretend to be knowledgeable, but I think I think we know enough to uh, have a have a sensible conversation. Well, we're, a few people listen to us At now, uh, and they come back for more. So we obviously know enough to entertain, and we we know we entertain ourselves with our with our chat and our knowledge. <laughs> so that's the most important thing. But yeah, Barry, cheers for the uh, cheers for the review, yeah, cheers thanks, for the five stars, and guys, keep them coming as well. That'd be awesome. Um, right, on to the two big topics for the day. Uh, I'm sure most of you already are aware of this. If you're not, you've clearly not been following the news. Um, uh, let's start with Danny. Let's Sips. start with B6. So on tour in Jersey with Gloucester, and he gets himself arrested for fighting. Um, but it was worse than that, wasn't it? Well, they, they, there was a whole string of kind of charges initially brought against him. So, so do, do, this is this is the press story. Right. So the press story is he, um, he he was in the club. He was there, and he went to go outside and take his drink with him. And the bouncer said, "You, you can't take your drink with you." And he was being a bit merry, and they got a bit feisty, and they ended up, uh, you, you know, basically they but they ended up. I, I think. I don't think a full-on fight, but I think they ended up having a bit of a sort of confrontation that sort of went outside. He ended up getting arrested for a lot of different charges, including, be it, I don't know, a phrase of larceny, because in theory he's 
stealing a drink from the property, which wow. ultimately they got dropped. Yeah, I mean, a, lo- a lot of them got dropped. And then it was like sort of abuse to a police officer and things. And he did apparently say, loosen these cuffs. These wrists are gold. Now, well, that's firstly incredibly douchey thing to say, <laughs> but this part of me likes it. And, mate, that's exactly the sort of thing you would say, because your wrists are gold for very different reasons. But, you know, that's the sort of thing you would probably be saying. But <laughs> I, I don't get it, but okay. If anyone laughed at that, perhaps you can write in and tell me what Dan's talking about. Um, <laughs> I, well, I have a theory about this, right? And I say theory. This, you might as well take this as fact. It, it'll never get reported, but I think this is what happens. I actually know the full truth, sorry, but you tell yours first. <laughs> okay, so they're in Jersey. It's a small island, okay? It's all, it's pretty close down there. They're all pretty close. Sippers uh, has gone in. He's having, a, he's having a drink. He goes to walk outside, and they say, you can't take your drink. And he says, oh, sorry, sir. Where would you like me to leave it? And then the guy said, are you giving me lip? And he was like, no, no, no. I'd like to know where to put my drink. And he said, that's enough. I've had, I've had enough of you, sunshine. You're out. Grabs him and starts manhandling him. Now he's going, hang on a second. Look, I am quite a big guy. I don't really appreciate being being pushed around. And he just, I think he just took the guy's hand and just kind of moved it away from him. But as soon as he touched the bouncer, the bouncer just fell on the floor and was like, ah, you've just attacked me. And then Jimbo, the local Bobby, <laughs> who's friends with them all, he was walking around the corner at the time because he knew what was about to happen because it was all pre-planned. He came around the corner. But, told, by the way, it was a woman police officer, so it's yeah, Jimbo. She, she's called Jimbo. Um, and she and she came over and grabbed him. And I, actually, what she did is that she tried it on with him, and he was like, "I've got a girlfriend." Oh my god! And and, uh, and so she didn't like the rejection, and therefore arrested him. And then they accused him of stealing because as he was being pulled out of the club, he hadn't had a chance to put his drink down yet, so it got pulled past the doorway with him. Right. Okay. Uh, That's interesting. Do, do you want to know the actual true story to this? I mean, we can listen to your make-believe version if you like. Well, okay, what happened is there was a Ford family get-together and George Ford was there and the bouncer is actually George Ford's cousin. Right. And George Ford said, do you know what? I'm a little bit worried at the moment. I'm worried I'm going to lose my 10 shirt to Danny Cipriani. And the bouncer said, look, G-Dog, that's, that's what he calls him. He calls George G-Dog and his brother Jerry calls him J-Cat. Right. He's like, G-Dog, don't worry. Gloucester are coming on tour to Jersey. What I will do is I'll make sure I'm working the door when Danny Cipriani's out, and then I'll get him in trouble. Right. So well, that, that I mean, I've, clearly that one's made up. Uh, this, 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 I don't really know what we're doing this no, week, mate. I, I don't. I, don't. I, but think, listen, I think we're both overexcited. Yeah, we are overexcited. We've got a big wedding coming up. But more importantly, the the, the true that it is true that he was arrested. It is true that a whole load of ridiculous charges were thrown at him. It is true that most of those were dropped, but he did get a fine. I guess for some sort of overall phrase, being, being basically a bit of a drunk knob. Um, yeah. And the problem is that as a professional rugby player on tour with Gloucester, he's in trouble with Gloucester. As a, a, a part, someone part of the England setup, you know, he, he has a responsibility to act in a certain way. And so the RFU have now got involved. Um, and so that's really what we want to discuss, isn't it? Because he's, he's well, been fined by the law. They've they've yes. dealt with him the way that they think they see fit, and so what I think we want to discuss is: is it reasonable the way that he's been treated? You know that he's being treated by the club, by club and country. You know, should should they be involved at all? Is their involvement the right amount? So, all that sort of stuff. So 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 here's my thing. Firstly, the thing that got me because I remember you called me. I, I think it was last week after we'd recorded the pod. 
you called me and said, mate, have you seen this had happened? And I, and you told me about it. And we were like, if he's been remanded in custody and things, we actually thought it was probably going to be more serious. Yeah, As yeah. it turns out, it wasn't that serious a thing. So should the club get involved? Gloucester, 100% they should get involved. He was on Gloucester time. It was He was away with Gloucester. They should get involved. I think Gloucester have dealt with this brilliantly. They have fined him. They said, look, you, you represent the club. You were there. You were being a bit of a knob. You represent. They've also fined him a couple of grand. And, and it's been dealt with. I think Gloucester did a really good job of dealing with it, actually, and saying, you, you know, he misbehaved. Let's not blow it out of proportion, but he did misbehave. We find him. He's been punished. Done. So I think Gloucester did a really good job. Where I think it's got a bit silly is the RFU. So should they be involved? Yeah, he is part of the England squad and they have to look at the wider game. They said, allegedly, this is, they said to Gloucester, we won't do anything till you've dealt with your disciplinary thing. And, but then they found him, well, I can't remember exactly, what, what, not bringing the game into disrepute, but no, something exactly. Wrong. What did they say? Oh, I've right. got it here. Let me just. Uh, it, it was described as uh, players you Cipriani, no, Cipriani charged with improper conduct by the RFU. Improper conduct. So I think that's fair enough. I think, firstly, they should have waited till the Gloucester thing had been uh, dealt with, which it has been. It does seem why why they have to get involved with this, I don't know, but they would with any other player. It's not as if it's just for Danny Cipriani. But so. Why they need to get involved because it wasn't on England time or anything, I don't really understand. Well, this is the bit but, that, that I that yeah that I find quite irritating is yeah yeah these guys represent their countries, but you know, it, they're they're doing their jobs. If you if the same thing happened when you were on a I don't know a stag do and you worked for one of the banks for example, you don't come back yeah having been fined by the law and. Provided that obviously it doesn't affect your ability to do your job, they don't then fine you or yeah, but, but punish you. And... He was he was there on a Gloucester on a work, so I think it'd be yeah, no, so, if so, so I'm okay with work. I'm okay with Gloucester saying, look, actually, yeah. that was on our time, and and that that's therefore you're you're there as as a direct representative of us, and it's all happened at the time. I just think it's a bit it's a bit cheap for the RFU to then come bowling in and say we're also really going to do because it's like what so he's been fined by the law. And then Gloucester have said, well, the law doesn't, hasn't done enough, so we're going to fine him too. And the RFU is saying that the law and Gloucester, they're not doing enough, we're going to fine him too. Like, where does it stop? Yeah, the so, world so rugby are going to get involved. It's a, you know, we've got a World Cup coming up, we're going to fine you too. Yeah, yeah, and now the World Rugby Board is going to get, yeah. Um, yeah, the International Rugby Union. So that's where I agree. So I think Gloucester positioned it perfectly. I think Gloucester hit exactly the right note, saying, no, look, that was bad behaviour. But it was a misdemeanor, and let's face it, it was a misdemeanor. It was not this. It was not that big a deal then, compared to yeah. how you don't it drop could all charges if, if yeah, something ex- serious well, I mean, was going he, on. I, th- I think he had one small charge, and he got the fine. And then fine by Gloucester. I think that's fair enough. Dealt with. I think the RFU should have done. My personal feeling is they should have released a statement saying we don't condone this sort of behaviour, but the club have dealt. The law have dealt with it. The club have dealt with it. And, and as far as we can yeah. matters closed. Yeah, 100%. Why they're now involved, I don't Mate, understand. you need to be writing but... that shit down and you should be doing it in the right colour font. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Actually, and and no one we, knows what you're we... saying because yeah. you write in the wrong colour, dickheads. Yeah, it's, uh, it's frustrating. Um, I, I, I would be very interested to know if the exact same incident occurred in exactly the same way, whatever it was, whether it was the George Ford thing or... or 
you know, being come on come on to by a policewoman, whatever. If the same incident happened and it was someone random, would any of this have come come about? Not the finding, obviously, that was because it's him and who he who he works for, basically. But you know, would would someone else have been arrested for the same the same thing? So I would argue. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's hard to know exactly what happened. I'm going to go out argue, there and say I have no yeah, idea would, what happened and I'm going to say no. Yeah, I, I, I would argue it's escalated a lot more because of who he is. Yeah, 100%. But equally, he, you know, Danny Cipriani's been about the blog a bit. He, he, that's it. He's, he's got a little bit of a reputation He from when he was younger and someone's gone, oh, I've got an opportunity here to to make a bit of a name for myself, I'm going to arrest Danny Cipriani. You don't start throwing around, you know, la- grand larceny, not grand, but you know, larceny, larceny charges because they walked out of the front door of the pub holding their drink. I mean, that's absurd. And I know it was dropped. Please, game. Yeah, but to, to start with, that's in theory what went wrong. So they were saying that's on the table. When On the cold light day, when people have looked at it, they said that, that that's overkill. We don't need, we can drop them. So I don't necessarily think even but I think the police dealt with it fairly well as well. Actually, I think the police and the courts dealt with it well. No, you need to get I the splinters they... out of your ass. You need to get what? The splinters. Yes. Yeah. And what? Why? Why is a bouncer letting number ten fight him? That must be. That's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> but it's. Um, I, I think overall, and just for him saying, Lucy McCarthy's wrists are golden. He probably did deserve a fine. I, I'm a big Danny Cipriani fan as a player. As I, a I, I, I'm, I'm the opposite. Him. I think I think that's awesome. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, <laughs> loosen the cuffs, mate. These wrists are golden. Brilliant. If, if he was saying it jokingly, I think it's brilliant. Uh, if he was like, I'm a I legend. Mean, he was obviously dude. pissed. It's a bit would, it have been, would it have been yeah. serious? I can't imagine it being serious. No, I wouldn't have thought so. I can't imagine that being serious. I, I, I'm sure that was a joke. Anyway, we'll we'll never know, I guess. But hopefully, it won't impact. Uh, anything else? I really hope that um, Eddie Jones doesn't, because the trouble is under Stuart Lancaster, he'd have been dropped. I, I think under Stuart Lancaster, it would have been there would have been more issue. I don't think Eddie will put much weight on it. I don't either. Uh, I think Eddie I Jones hope- knows that. But in, in, unless Eddie's been looking for an excuse, you know, a lot of chat before, you know, after after G Dog back in. Yeah, well, there was a lot of chat from us and from you know in other forms of media as well after the. Uh, the South Africa tour and after Cipriani had his shot of people saying Eddie Jones doesn't want to play Cipriani he wants to play George Ford but he's going to have he's going to be tough to ignore that performance and so he's got the excuse he wants if he does I mean I think it'll be very telling if he doesn't select Cipriani in in the autumn it'll be very telling I, I just hope that doesn't it doesn't come to that but I suppose the, the, the kind of the thing that we've not we failed to, to mention is Danny Cipriani, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, come, it, come on, like you've got to know better. Yeah, you've, you've been, be smarter, like yeah. you say, you've been around the block. You know how things work. You just come back. Okay, so someone said something to you that you didn't like. Like, get over it. Like, you're a big boy. Um, yeah, if, if if you're in a club bouncer, don't take your drink outside. You know, people are looking for a reason to give you a yeah. bit of a hard time, Danny. And, and, like, if, and if, just, if if you can't if you can't control yourself in those situations, then stop drinking. Yeah, don't don't put yourself and and don't get me wrong. It is unfair. He shouldn't be tri- like no. he shouldn't be like wound but, up because of who he is. But that's the reality. But it is what it is. Yeah, because exactly. a, yeah, because he's a world class sportsman. People are naturally going to try and alpha him because it makes them feel better about themselves. But 
<clears throat> you know, that's just them being pathetic. So, but then Danny, yeah, he, he should know better. He should just be like, oh, come on, go. Or, yeah, whatever, cool, fine. Because he, he's got nothing to prove in that. So, it was it was a bit stupid of him. But he's come out, he said the right things. He said he's more inspired. Like, fair enough. I hope this is the end of it now. It should be. I hope so. Uh, he wasn't the only... He wasn't the only person to uh, to get himself into a bit of trouble this weekend, last weekend. No. You, no I, I've not seen the incident. I don't know if you have. Um, do you want the to... Ashton one? Yeah. I haven't seen. I just heard that there were punches thrown. Well, why don't you tell everyone about what happened here? Um, awesome. Cool. <laughs> yeah, because I'm super. <laughs> so from what I understand, it was a sale pre-season friendly. There were a few punches thrown during the match, um, and he might get a three-week ban for throwing punches. So my initial thoughts are, yeah, fine, three-week ban. That doesn't really change anything. He might miss a few games start of the season. Um, the thing that worries me is Ashton has missed out on chances to play for England previously for bans, yeah. um, I think eye gouging and whatever, which did seem a bit harsh at the time, and it's unlucky timing. I really hope something stupid doesn't mean he misses out on another chance because I think he's got a lot to offer. This time, I don't think that will mean that at all, uh, and it shouldn't, but... Uh, are, are, they on, both, are they both um, being cited? Because it, it was... Um, yeah, yeah, I, Rory, I think both... Rory both. Cockott? I'm, yeah, I'm not sure who the Castres. other player was, actually. R- R- Rory Cockott of Castres. R- R- of Castra. Yeah, Rory... Or Castra. Rory Cockott. They're a new team. Yeah, you should be able to remember that one. <laughs> oh yeah, very good, very good. Um, it's of of Castra. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they've, they've they've thrown a few punches. Things have got a bit heating. It was it was a bit. It's a bit. It sounds a bit handbags, to be honest. I hope. Um, I don't think Eddie Jones will will do anything. Uh, you know, we we know he quite likes he quite likes that. Uh, yeah. Um, it's the, the only thing that worries me about it, and I don't think this is going to get escalated. The only thing that worries me is if you do that in an England show in a World Cup final, you get sent off. Yes. You're assigned to. So, and he's got a bit of previous with that sort of thing. So, although you don't want him to lose that sort of edge a bit, I mean, Chris Ashton is, by all accounts, a pretty hard, tough guy. Like, um, I, I don't want him to lose that. But equally, you don't want the team to suffer from a, a sort of you know you know sort of petulant outburst. I I don't think this is much of a story. I think this will be dealt with, and I hope both him and the Cipriani scenario. I hope Eddie does just sort of blow them away. Yet they've been dealt with. Well, let's hope know. this is just evidence that there there is really isn't a lot going on right now as we await the start of the Premiership season. Um, and that, yeah, once things kick off, um, and and you know, we start seeing a bit of proper rugby, all of this sort of stuff gets brushed under the carpet, and we can move forward. Because um, yeah, it's two it's two guys that we were quite excited about involving in our New England setup um, that are that are involved here. So a little less of this, please. Um, yes, come on, chats. Be a bit. Be a. It's just not rugger. It's just um, not rugger, is it? Uh, right. So. Quick question before before we go with the uh, new season imminent. Is it? I'm pretty sure it is this weekend. Let's hope so. You, you've you've committed already. 
it isn't, we'll just have to put this episode out later. I've lost track of weeks. Okay, one one player who is going to be the find of the season from an England perspective. I, I, well, I don't think we're going to find anybody new. Okay, who, who's going to maybe come and boss a position and really make it their own? Because like we said before, yeah. we don't think there are many positions that are... Yeah, uh, fine. For, I, so I'm yeah, talking from I, yeah. an England international perspective. I don't think, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to... I mean, I think Ashton's probably the, the one that's that's kind of new, if you like, and Cipriani, in fact, uh, are the two kind of that are coming in and putting pressure on previously fa- fairly cemented positions. But I think I think the, one, the, the person I think is going to... Uh, kind of have the biggest impact. Really, kind of put their put their stamp on their position. I'm, I'm going to say Courtney Laws. Oh, that's that's an interesting shout. Yeah, because those positions have been yeah the second row sort of up and down. And with you, there's a few options in there. It's not, but it's by no means yeah. guaranteed. Yeah. So I was I was probably going. Along a so I actually think Danny Cipriani mm-hmm. might be one of them. Uh, the other one is uh, Tom Curry, um, who I think will make that seven shirt his own. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think who who was I thinking the other day. So I actually think that we might see somebody who might who I think is going to come back into the England setup, which could make things interesting, is Kyle Eastman. Do you think? Yeah, he's at Leicester now. I just, I've got, I really rate that guy. I just think that he potentially, and I'm not saying he's going to boss it and, and be a guaranteed starter for England, but I think he's going to get back into the England squad and I think he's going to start giving us some, you know, some real options, which is quite a weird thing to say. Have you just moved to well. a different room? Um, yeah, sorry, I just put down to the toilet to get us into issue. My bad. Echoes. No, and no one needed to know where. A yes would have been fine for everyone. <laughs> Apologies. Overshared. You go to the toilet. Um, nice. I, I didn't go to the toilet. Don't worry. <laughs> um, I think Kyle Eastman. I think he's okay, going to get interesting. back. Interesting. I I don't, and the reason I don't is because I forgot one man, Manu Tuilagi. Oh, nice! Nice. He, he. This is this is the season where his injury issues are behind him. This is the season where he goes all all year, no injuries, bosses it for England, bosses it for club, and bosses it for the World Cup next year. Jesus Christ! I hope you're right. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, yeah, that's why I, I think this. I think this is it. I, I mean, we say it every time he gets injured. I just, you know, if he comes back, oh, and then people say, well, this this is it now, his career's over. But he comes back for a few minutes. This time, this time, I feel like it's the one. I'm willing it to be the one. So, yeah, they're my two. Okay. Manu and Courtney. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to go Kyle Eastman as the sort of Guy who gets back involved in the thing, and then I'm going to go Danny Cipriani. What about James Haskell? So I think Haskell will 
be in and around the England squad for a lot because I just think the guy's got such a good, like, positive fighting attitude that I just think I think what's going to be interesting, playing wise, and I hate to say this because I'm a huge fan of the guy. I think his best days might be behind him. Well, in theory, they should be, but we know we know what kind of a workhorse he is on and off the field. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he was at Wasps for a lot, you know, pretty much his entire career. He's now at a new club, fresh start. Oh. Admittedly, admittedly, you know, age is not his friend. But I don't <laughs> know. It'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, he, I, I imagine he's eyeing next year as his retirement year post World Cup. Um, so just it'll be interesting to see if he can if he can pull anything out of the bag for these this these last eighteen months or so. So I think it might, certainly won't might, be through lack of effort. one to watch. Yeah, and 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 I hope so. I love Haskell because I think he will do um, whatever he's told to do, and, and I think Eddie will will recognise that. And so Eddie Jones will be telling him, "You need to do this, and you need to do that, and you need to be more powerful, or you need to be slimmer, or whatever it is." And he'll go away and he'll do it. You know, he's gonna, he's gonna, I don't think the guy's physique needs uh, critiquing. I I think he's, he's, maybe he's too big, though. Maybe Eddie's like, look, you're actually a little bit too big. I need you to just bring it, dumb it down a bit. Speed up. Uh, Who knows? Could be. Who knows? But but I, my, my point is, I think he'll do what he's, whatever's asked of him. And, you know, if you, do, if you do that, then you give yourself every every opportunity. So I think if we're talking ones to watch, I think let's just keep an eye. See what happens there. I'm, yeah, not, I'm not anti that. So on that, you, let's not mark his card just yet. On that unique bombshell where we've named 15 potential players to uh, make their mark this season, um, let's uh, let's wrap it up. I think. And indeed, look, guys, look forward to the start of the season. Yeah, exactly. Big weekend for for all concerned. Um, we'll obviously be back. Well, probably next week. Uh, we will try and get back into the habit of give, bringing you an episode every week now. But uh, but thanks for listening. Thanks for those that get in touch and tell us what you think. And thanks to those that get in touch and uh, and pose questions to us. They're really helpful. Apart from anything else, they they help us decide how to approach the episode. Uh, so yeah, more of those. Best thing to do is just email us englandrugbypod at gmail dot com. Um, and for those reviews, over like get, get over to iTunes. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. It's at England Rugby Pod. There is a website. I'm not going to tell you because I don't think anyone ever visits. Um, but uh, but yeah, we really appreciate you listening. Please keep spreading the word. Uh, keep listening and, um, and join us again next week. Thanks very much, guys.